This is Lake Effect on 89.7 WUWM. I'm Joy Powers. If you're looking for new ways to experience Wisconsin, a local writer's latest book covers just that. Danelle Gay is the author of 100 Things to Do in Wisconsin Before You Die. In her book, Gay details places to visit like Heritage Hill in Green Bay and festivals to attend like Elmwood's UFO Days. WUWM's Eddie Morales asks Gay about her statewide adventures and how she plans to give back to the community. You've been writing about travel for more than a decade. What did you do before writing and what led to the creation of your latest book, which is 100 Things to Do in Wisconsin Before You Die? So before this, I had a restaurant and a catering company with my mom for about 10 years in Sun Prairie, Wisconsin. So as a professional chef, that kind of ties in nicely as I travel and checking out restaurants and the different, you know, kind of fun ways that people play with food. This book came along during COVID, you know, when the world shut down. I reached out to my friend, Sarah, who's co-owner of the Midwest Travel Network. And I said, you know, I'm stuck in Wisconsin. You're stuck in Iowa. We have friends in Nebraska, Illinois, all of these places. What if together we wrote a book and we did it on the highways and byways of our states? We did a road trip book. So we did. The 12 of us got together. We wrote a road trip book that hit the bestseller list in the middle of a global pandemic when nobody was traveling. And then everybody started to notice us because more than 40% of our peers had quit. So different publishers started reaching out and I got this contract from Reedy Press and I was like, yes, I want to do this. And I had an idea of exactly how I was going to do it. Then I went to our governor's conference on tourism and totally changed how I ended up doing the book. (laughs) How did that change? Well, I didn't want it to be a list of places you could just Google, but I learned at the governor's conference that we got less um, COVID tourism relief dollars than other Midwest states. So I shifted my list and focused more on mom and pop places, um, living history museums, nonprofits, things like that, that if we weren't going to see as much money from the federal government, we probably wouldn't see as much from the state. I thought maybe I could be a COVID tourism, you know, relief fund. And besides getting people into these places, as I've been doing book signing events around the state of Wisconsin, I've been donating profits back then to those same nonprofits, food pantries, um, veterans groups, even public libraries. And the first thing that's listed in the book is eat at a Wisconsin supper club like Cantafio's Buckhorn Steakhouse. Can you tell me about your experiences there and how that place honors veterans? We have almost 300 supper clubs in Wisconsin and they run the gambit from the very rough, like just right out of post, you know, prohibition, what you would experience all the way up to luxury experiences. Um, Cantafio's, it's kind of mid-range. I mean, you're going to see the wood paneling. They'll have fried frog legs on the menu. Incredible people, but they're a gold star family. They lost their son, Ryan, almost 20 years ago. They do free meals for veterans, and then they do different other things to help support the community, too. It's kind of like a living honorarium to Ryan, so... It's, it's really a neat place and they're incredible people. There are a lot of things to do in this book that I discovered by reading it, like Elmwood's UFO Days Festival and Airbnb at the Wisconsin Maritime Museum. What was your process for creating the list and what did you discover when creating it? I knew a lot of places on the perimeter of the state from doing the road trip book where I covered like the Great River Road, Door County Coastal Byway. I really worked with um, different tourism organizations, chambers of commerce, um, convention and visitor bureaus in the middle of the state to find other things that kind of fit 
what I was looking for. So partnering with some of the different destinations to get ideas, as well as asking my readers, because they're a great source. So many people go places I haven't. Some people help to bring ideas to my list. But yeah, things like we have three UFO festivals. So Elmwood's UFO festival is the longest running. I'll be doing a book signing there in August and my teenager's coming. She doesn't know it yet, but she's going to be wearing Dealey Boppers, uh, green tool skirt and silver t-shirt that says we're just visiting like I will. We're going to match. Um, <laughs> so things that are fun, things that help create memories and things that support different, you know, neighbors and communities within our own state. I really talk about agricultural tourism in the book. We lose one family farm in Wisconsin a day. So there's many ways we can support it just besides going to that farmer's market. If you eat farm to fork, and I talk about that in the book, um, eating farm to fork at a restaurant that locally supports 10 to 15 different farmers to get their produce and their meat and their cheese and all of that, that really makes a difference to supporting your communities as well as doing those goofy things like putting on the waiter, standing out in that cranberry bog like the ocean spray guy, or even things like goat yoga, going to the pumpkin patches, the corn mazes, all of these are things that we can do to help support our Wisconsin farmers. How difficult was it to narrow the list down to just 100? Oof. I mean, I could have written a book, thousand things to do easily. So it was balancing things throughout the state, considering different times of the year, and then everyone from families with little kids to the empty nesters, you know, trying to create a mix that touches a little bit of everybody. The book is divided by sections like food and drink and music and entertainment. The culture and history section is the largest in the book. Was that intentional? I touch a little bit in the introduction about my mom and how she would make everything an adventure. She would always hear people say, oh, wait until the kids are older. And she'd be like, no, there's never a better time than now. Everything can be fun and a learning experience. That's what she taught me. And especially if you have kids, I mean, you can go there and then you can go there the very next season or the very next year and they'll pick up something entirely different. So we are so blessed in Wisconsin with all the different ethnic groups and the different industries. We had logging and mining and fishing, so many different things. It's amazing what you can actually learn here, but yet still have fun when you do it. Is there anything that stands out to you specifically that when you visited like a certain museum or a certain cultural aspect of something that's on the list that really is profound, that really, that you learned something? I'm sure there's a lot, but is there anything that at this moment sticks out? Well, a couple of things. First of all, in Milwaukee, we were at um, America's Black Holocaust Museum. I took my teenager and their best friend who is black. And so two teenagers for an hour and a half incredibly quiet. I, I've never seen them that quiet. It was an incredible experience. It's an very well done from pre-African slave trade all the way up to President Obama. And the conversations that were started in the car on the way home were incredible. So that was very profound to me. Um, and then the very first picture in the book is a young Mr. Murphy in Green Bay at Heritage Hill. He's wearing a uniform, was working at the fort, and he had just raised the flag and was saluting it. And so at 16, he's one of the three of the Murphy kids that works there now. But it made me realize that was the average age for almost the last 300 you know, years in this area of our soldiers, a 16-year-old kid. And so I think that's an incredibly powerful picture. That was one of my favorite in the whole book. And you mentioned that um, you write about your mom and the book is dedicated to your mom and your family. How did your family from your upbringing and up to your home today, how did they contribute to the creation of this book? So the seeds that my mom planted in my head and then being a parent myself who has a kid that loves to learn, 
going out, experiencing different things. Um, we were kind of like weekend road trip warriors, you know, it'd be like, what are we going to go look for today? Or what do we want to try this time? Or always up to try something new, experiment and have fun. So being able to try and pull something like that together as a list for other people to literally just check stuff off as they go, that was going to be a fun experience and challenge. You mentioned book signings and you've been hosting them. You'll be doing so through early September. Um, can you talk about your experience so far doing those and where can people find out about your signing schedule? I've uh, done, I want to say over 50 book events since March for, or April 1st um, with this book. You can find all the information traveling cheesehead.com slash book dash events. So I have it all on my website. There's a tab for it right on the top and it shows you where I'm going to be and when and who the money that day goes to from the profits of the book. Thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it to know. Thank you so much for having me. Danelle Gay is the author of 100 Things to Do in Wisconsin Before You Die. She spoke with WUWM's Eddie Morales. 